Prospect News and Analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We're back and powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're now going to do our player development segment with Pat Malloy, player development coach. Pat, thanks for coming on the show. We always appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, as we go through our development topics, uh, next in line is puck skills for the pro game, handle versus carry and range. So in this grouping, uh, where would you like to start first and give us a little background and understanding from a development perspective, what you see and then how you define that for players and then ultimately help them develop those skill sets? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll start this week on, on sort of, we'll touch on four things um, when we're breaking down puck skills with how they relate to the pro side of, of the game. Uh, we'll talk about puck posture, we'll talk of, of handling versus carrying, and, and we'll talk about backhand play. Um, so we'll, we'll jump right in. I mean, you know, leading off of in the first couple of segments that we've done regarding skating, we talked a lot about skating posture. Here, what, what we'll talk about is, is puck posture. So the idea of, of how do we create strength on a puck, um, you know, a lot of things that players will get away with in junior hockey just won't fly at the National Hockey League level. And so creating strength on the puck is, is certainly an acquirable skill. And it starts with our, with our top hand elbow. It's really where do we have the puck in relation to our center of gravity and our mass? So what I'll notice a lot of times is you'll get skilled players and their hands will get way off their body and lead the puck way out front. And of course, as we know, you know, pro defensemen are, are real quick to, to poke pucks away and end your possession. And so things that we want to start to do is, is, you know, from an evidence-based standpoint, show them here's where you are and here's where we're looking to be, you know, great use of video in stats made that, you know, something really easy to, to find identifiable identifiable examples for them um, but starting with the high top hand elbow to create leverage you know bringing the puck closer to your center of gravity and what that does is it, it you know when you break it down for the player it gives them the idea to understand the range and the range meaning how close we can have a puck allows us to be a bit stronger on pucks but the range meaning I can always extend my hands away if I need to be deceptive or to create space for myself but if I lose a possession because just my base puck posture allows quick little poke checks to disrupt my possession, that's going to be something that we certainly want to make sure we're addressing right away. Uh, you're mentioning a lot about range for defensemen, quick poke checks. One thing I've noticed over the last couple of seasons is an emphasis when it comes to the skills progression of a player, um, being able to utilize hands within the tripod of a defenseman so they can mm-hmm. attack within the feet to be able to make sure that the length is taken away. Is that something that you focus on a tremendous amount with your client base currently? Yeah. I, I mean, one of the things we'll talk about and it sort of leads us into the, to the second thing that we'll touch on is the handle portion of handle versus carry. And, and really that'll come down to the sort of the next progression. Once we've established you know, strong posture with a puck is hand speed. And again, that'll come back to our top hand in terms of developing speed, um, in movement of the puck, which allows for, you know, uh, evasiveness to be, you know, into small areas to create that little pocket of time to get a defender turned or opened up or pivoting uh, or, or stepping over and, and getting the puck sort of lost within their triangle. And, and a lot of that will come down to, to that hand speed. So from a range perspective, you know, can I handle it close to my body, but do I have the range to be able to move it away from my body and still maintain, you know, a hand speed perspective? 
and in a, an escapability perspective based on that top hand range of motion and, and the speed that we develop while drilling that. You're listening to Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio, powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're speaking with Pat Malloy, player development coach, talking about uh, some different topics every week. This week is puck skills for the pro game, handle versus carry, range. Uh, Pat, sort of continue on with the next topic and give us some insight of how you evaluate it, break it down, then ultimately teach it to your clientele. So leading us sort of from the handle to the carry perspective, um, you know, when we're looking at the carrying versus handling, handling, am I able to handle a puck and solve problems, meaning threat to possession? From a carrying perspective, you know, one of the things that we'll look at, am I able to generate speed in carrying sequences? So does the puck slow me down or am I someone that can accelerate or maintain my speed with the puck on my stick? And one of the things we'll focus a lot on is something that I'll call skating in stride. So my, my ability to generate stride turnover that we've touched on in previous segments you know, it isn't limited by the fact that I possess the puck. And so things that we'll do is, is really start to implement the idea of, of the puck simply becomes um, along for the ride in a carrying sequence and, and, and making sure we're, we're, we're making the movements as efficient as we can make them um, in a less is more concept. So are we carrying them in such a way that they don't slow us down? They don't limit our movement from a left, right, east, west, north, south perspective. Um, are we still able to access pockets of ice at pace of play. And so again, you know, when we talk about the idea of a player moving from junior to the national hockey league level, pace certainly is something we hear a lot about, right? It's faster. Everything's a little bit faster. And so from an efficiency standpoint, we want to make sure the puck's not costing you time um, because ultimately we also know that if, if you're not able to do things at the pace of play and you're not able to contribute with the puck, it's going to be pretty difficult for you to stick long-term. Uh, Pat, when you have a prospect that has a tremendous amount of speed, do you try to emphasize specific deeks that allow the player to basically windmill pass his opponent, use his agility, sidestep them, and then explode into that open pocket when they slide the puck past the defense? Is, it, is there basically if, if a player is faster, do you try to specify specific deeks that allow them to use and, ge- use and generate that speed and continue on in that one motion? Um, kind of what I, I, I guess I, I, I more so speak to them about weaponizing their speed versus thinking about a specific deke. And so what we'll talk a lot about is the idea of, of forcing people into the movements that we want them to. And so weight shift is something, um, that, that really we, we touch on quite a lot in that I, I think it's the most useful deception tool in hockey, um, getting people just leaning the wrong way and the power of creating triggers is something I'll talk a lot about creating triggers in the defender and a trigger, meaning if I can force them into a movement that they aren't trained to do, don't want to do uh, and know they shouldn't do, it's a trigger for me to, to continue to dictate the terms and what I'm trying to do. And so for instance, getting lateral off the catch of a pass, for instance, might be an example of that. Um, a, A simple weight shift or a crossover one way with a slash move to the opposite way to open space for myself in that carrying sequence would, would certainly qualify for, for an example of that. And then the last thing that, that, you know, from, 
the, the first part of puck skills for the pro game that we'll talk about today is just, you know, your backhand play, your ability to, to create space inside a coverage using your backhand cross body comfort, I'll call it. So again, you know, understanding that range in terms of how we handle, um, carry, um, occupy space with a puck is something that we'll talk a lot about. And what you'll find is a lot of the things in the time and space afforded to you in junior just aren't there at the pro level. So backhand play and the ability to, you know, create space inside coverage, have comfort level that, you know, you don't have a lot of time and then stitch together hand speed range and, and ability to do things from a backhand perspective inside coverage and be comfortable across your body is something that we'll spend a lot of time on getting them away from what they're ultimately comfortable with all the time and creating new pathways for them to be comfortable in varying scenarios. And how much of that is just uh, quickly, we have a minute left, just breaking down some habits that you know are not going to be NHL transferable. Yeah. I mean, everything that I'll do certainly starts with doing a technical and tactical skills assessment and a tactics assessment of how they use the skills that they have. So sort of the skills details and habits of their game. So we'll look at video and then we'll identify these things are transferable and these things are, are lower percentage details and habits within your game that aren't going to provide you any opportunity to succeed at the next level with any sort of frequency. That makes sense. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break on Hockey Prospect Radio. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential, but all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on- and off-ice development programs for hockey players. Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI-based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development sessions for pro, junior, midget, phantom, and peewee. Contact us today at outsideedge.ca. 